Hello everyone and welcome back to Nerd Talk. We have a lot to talk about today. It's been a while since we've done one. We got back from our trip and a lot of stuff has happened uh, in terms of the content that we talk about. But before we get into those, Ezra Miller could potentially go to prison for 26 years. <laughs> and that is a tradition. That's how we open the podcast now as we talk about the latest hijinks that Ezra Miller has gotten into. So, Good old Ezra Miller. I'm going to read this little clip from this article from NBC. It says, Miller, who's charged with burglary into an occupied home and petite larceny, faces up to 26 years in prison if convicted of both what charges. Is, what does petite larceny even mean? Does that mean, like, very small, like you were a petite person? I like, only, a, only a person under 150 pounds committed this crime. I have no clue. Also... What prison does a they-them go into? Uh, that's a good question. I guess whatever they want. Men or women? Because like, we don't have a they-them prison. We have men and women. Maybe. So maybe, that, I'm maybe wondering. Tell, maybe how that's Ezra Miller gets out of prison. They don't have one, so they don't have to or, go. You know how they hold Ezra Miller? It's like how they held Tai Long and Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> he's got his own prison for him, where he's just held at the bottom of this pit with a bunch of just jack dudes that are guarding him so he doesn't escape and terrorize more people. <laughs> I ain't allowed to go do anything. <laughs> it's just a prison for Ezra Miller. That's the first they them prison. This is the prison for Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's when he gets struck by lightning and actually gets Flash's powers. So oh, no. that would be hilarious if he gets 26 years in prison. I am personally be... rooting for that, honestly. I'm ready for any prison time for him because imagine them actually releasing the Flash movie. They're like, "What's the star of the movie?" Well, you see, he's serving jail time, <laughs> <laughs> like, or he, he zooms in uh, from prison oh, to yeah. talk on the movie. Do all the interviews. Do all the interviews. <laughs> it's like you like, know, I, would... I really wanted to feel how Barry's dad felt in prison, uh -huh. so I decided to go myself. <laughs> this is extremely method acting for my next role. I wonder, mm -hmm. like, I wonder, like, how much money they've dumped into that movie. A lot. A lot. Also, this isn't even including all the, like, they've had, like, three directors drop out prior to all this all this stuff happening. They've had, like, three different directors. Yeah, no, director, no director wants their name on this garbage you know? Yeah. Well, apparently the movie's good. That's why WB's holding on to it, and even the Discovery guy's holding on to it, because apparently it's really good, and it's testing really well with test audiences. Like, that's why they actually think they have a hit on their hands. Apparently it's actually a really good movie. And I, believe I, it. I believe it because otherwise they'd scrap this. He scrapped the Batgirl movie without even thinking, without even blinking, because that movie was garbage. But this movie, I think because the test audience are actually really like it, that's why they're keeping it. I think they actually have a good movie on their hands, because otherwise, why else would they do this? They have no reason. Ezra Miller's not some big star. He's not, his name's not bringing anyone to see this movie. I just don't trust DC on what they think's a good movie and what's not. I mean, I'm just saying that Discovery guy cut everything, but he decided that this was worth keeping. There's a reason for that. But that being said, we also got a report that the guy from 1917 might play Barry Allen. I I did not check into that, so I don't know if that's just like one random person on Twitter said it or if there's any legitimacy to it. But there's a report that that guy might be playing Barry, which cool. He did good in 1917, so I'd be down. And also with Flashpoint, you have a very you have a very good opportunity to be like, here's a new Barry, since you're doing Flashpoint. So. There's that. Um, but before we get into Black Adam, is there anything else you want to talk about or any other comments on Ezra Miller? I'm trying to see. A new report claims. Uh, it's from Grace Randolph. I don't know who oh, she is. Oh, she... She, <laughs> she looks like she's on crack every time. <laughs> she's like does YouTube and stuff, and she's wrong about a lot of things. I think she's been right about a couple things, but she kind of just spews a bunch of crap out of her mouth. She looks like she's on a lot of drugs, so every time That's you see her... Said. Every time you see her, it's like... 
It looks like she's <laughs> the one that reported it. Uh, Grace Randolph's funny. Um, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that may not be true at all then since Grace Randolph said that. But she, I think she's been right about a few things. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, uh, I guess we can talk about Black Adam now. We'll do... We're well. So the plan today is we're going to talk about Black Adam, Halloween Ends, House of the Dragon, and Andor. Maybe we won't get to the last two. I don't know. It depends how long this goes on for. But we'll we'll do non-spoilers and then spoilers. Um, I'll try to timestamp it in the description so that way you guys can avoid the spoilers if you haven't seen some of this stuff. Um, but first, we're going to talk about Black Adam. No spoilers. Uh, what did you think of it? What did you think of Black Adam? Uh, not a very good movie. You seem, Very, you seem to like it more coming out of the theater and then have, yeah. like, weaned off the, of it since. Yeah, the more I've thought of it, like, um, it's, like, there's some cool action in it, but, uh, the character of, like, there's a couple of characters in the movie that suck. I actually, a big surprise, I like the JSA more than I thought I was gonna like them. The villain of the movie is terrible, and, like, two of the, like, I guess, quote-unquote human characters that are supposed to, like, bring human life into the movie suck. And the Black Adam itself isn't like a uh, an anti-hero they, they build him up to be. So, um, I would say it's just okay. It's like I think I gave it like a six point five. I probably move it down to a six. It's it's got some decent action, and Black Adam does kill a lot of people. Um, but the story is kind of boring. Uh, there's some spotty CGI and some really bad acting from it, especially one actor. The kid uh, actor, yeah. The yeah. kid actor is horrendous. And the villain is terrible. And it makes you think, like, you watch the movie and you're like, how is Black Eye have any conflict with anybody? Um, and, uh, yeah, there's some there's some stuff that doesn't make any sense, but uh, I loved, I like the, the JSA, I really liked Dr. Fate. He was my biggest surprise. I, lo- I really well, liked Dr. Fate. I wasn't surprised by how much I liked him. From all the trailers and everything, like, he's going to be sick. He's got the coolest suit in the movie, and he was sick. I liked Hawkman in the movie. I thought he was cool. And then the other two characters I liked better than I thought I would, too, but they're hardly in the movie at all. Uh, I can't remember their names. Adam Smasher. I can't remember the girl's name. Cyclone, um, I think. Cyclone. But I liked them better than I thought I would. I do not like his two, like, helpers. Did not like them. But that's, I guess, kind of kind of my theory. Black Adam just goes around and just kind of does whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I um, I gave it a six coming out of the theater. Uh, it was, it was fun, but it's just a mess. And there's like, there is some really spicy CGI. I hate the two human characters, the mom and the, uh, the son uh, that are in this movie. Someone. It feels kind of like when they add like just regular people to transform to the Transformers movies where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming for the Transformers, not these dumbasses. Same thing with this. It's like, you have, you have these two and it's like, I do not care about them whatsoever. I don't care. Like they are not handled well. It's like, I am here for black Adam and the JSA. I'm not here for these two. Just like. Stop it. Um, like I said, it was fun, though. It wasn't, like, a horrendous movie or anything, but it wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything, like, groundbreaking. It had some cool sequences. Black Adam does kill a lot of people, which was cool because um, when the movie, uh, like, a couple days leading up to the movie, there was a report that came out that it was originally rated R because of how many people he kills and how he killed them, and they had to tone back. And I was like, that sounds a little dramatic. And then I see the movie, I was like, oh, I can understand. He yeah. literally just wipes he out cool, everyone. He's got some cool kills, but there's really bizarre choices in the movie. Like, there's this one choice where they... It's not really a spoiler, but there's like the, they do a slow. There's way too much slow mo in this movie. First, oh yes, of all. It's like yeah, Zach, it's like, like Wonder Zach Woman. Snyder. It's like the first Wonder Woman. It's like Zack Snyder level of like every fight scene. Has it's like, more than Zack uh, Snyder. It's like the first Wonder Woman. Remember how much slow mo there was in the first I don't Wonder Woman? There was don't a ton. But there's so much slow mo in this movie. Yeah, and there's this really there's this really like you think it's gonna be cool because they start playing uh, paint it black. Uh, yeah, this is very on the movie. 
as very early on in the movie, and you're like, oh, this could be like a cool. And they try and like do like a uh, like a Quicksilver Marvel Fox. It type. was very much like so, Quicksilver from, and uh, it's not yeah. cool at all. Like it's not near as cool as they were trying or they thought it was going to be. You're like watching like. Once, it wasn't and like, as well. And about like halfway through the, sh- the scene, you're like, oh, it's just not going to be cool. It's just not going to be like what they want it to be. And yeah, so that, like there's stuff like that. And there's also but the good and the bad and the ugly scene was cool. I like that. They yeah. handled that one well. There's also like two scenes where they they start talking about interesting topics, which I won't say because it gets into spoilers. But instead of going anywhere with the topics, they just kind of say them and then just leave, like leave the conversation there. This is like, a th- this have... isn't a spoiler. It's about killing versus not killing. That's not a spoiler. No, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of that. Oh, I thought you were talking because oh, that that's what we talked about. Yeah, that's, one of, that's one yeah. of them. That's one of them. Yeah. That that's not a spoiler. Basically, Hawkman and the JSA are don't kill and Black Adam's team kill. That's in the trailers and stuff. So that's that's yeah. not a spoiler. And uh, like, but yeah, they, they they don't really explore it too much. But the little bit they do, it is interesting and I do like it. And you have like yeah, different. I, I they like, did a good job with that. Black Adam. Black Adam literally says the. You're gonna let these people go just so they can go cause more people pain or kill other people, and then they just leave it at that. They don't address yeah, it. Yeah, so like, yeah. You had an opportunity to go into like a deep discussion there about the psyche of what happens, like should you kill versus why you don't kill, versus you know this will stop. And instead of like diving into that, they just move immediately on to whatever's yeah. next. Yeah, they the should have sat and stood on that for a little longer. I agree, because that part was interesting, because you even have the human characters there being like, yeah, we've been under this regime and stuff, and it's like, the, you, yeah. you gotta kill these people. And it's interesting and getting one... their point of view, because yeah, you get the same point of view from the people of Gotham. They'll be like, yeah, Batman, kill the Joker, asshole. And, and they do the same thing later where they talk about um, the, the J- JSA comes there, and the human character's all upset. They're like, why... Why, like, you you never come to help us before until this guy shows up. We don't, like, why are you here now? And it's like, oh, that's an interesting discussion because no one cared about you till this guy showed up. But yeah. they don't go anywhere with it either. They just, they leave it there. It's like, you breach these topics and instead you were going to get a really you bad yeah, you could, in this movie. Yeah, you could have so. explored those interesting topics instead of yeah. doing that. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, almost, if they would have just made a Black Adam versus JSA movie instead of doing the stupid villain that they brought in, it would have been more interesting. Then they bring in the third act who has some really really bad CGI. It's, yeah, you, if you think Wonder Woman's third act is bad. The villain, the villain <laughs> CGI is terrible and then a lot of stuff they do with the third act is just... It's yeah. just bad. Yeah, it's... It's not too great. But, again, it's not bad. And um, something that I will say, I wanted to bring this up real quick. As far as Marvel Phase 4 go, I wanted to uh, – let's go through this real quick and say if we like ba- Black Adam better or not, okay, but for okay. Marvel Phase 4 movies. Black Widow. I like Black Adam better. What about you? You don't remember Black Widow, do you? <laughs> I do remember it, but I think I – th- I thought you gave Black Widow like a 7. No, I don't think so. Um, Maybe I, I did, say, but either way, I, d- I don't like Black Widow. I'd probably say Black Adam better. Shang-Chi. I like Shang-Chi better. Man, they both have terrible third acts. Um, I guess Shang-Chi a little bit better. Eternals. I like Black Adam better. Yeah, I like Black Adam better than Eternals. Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. I like no Spider-Man way, way better. Yeah, way No Way Home, yeah. Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness. I like Doctor Strange better. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Thor Love and Thunder. I like Black Adam better. Yeah, and then uh, we Black Black Panther's not out yet. I think that's the final one of Phase Four, I believe. Yeah, um, we'll see that in three weeks. So yeah, it's like it's kind of like a middling Phase Four movie. I, I like it better than a few of the Phase Four movies, but it's it's if you were interested in it, I'd say it's worth seeing. But if you weren't interested in it, you're not really missing much. There's not like oh no, you need to see this. Like you're wrong. There's you still, should see it. 
Like rock, the rock tries to do a little bit different stuff, but there's still a lot of rockisms. This, in the movie. yes, there are a lot of rockisms, but also this is the farthest from the rock character that he's ever played. I will say that, which isn't saying much because every character is no. exact same. But this one is a little different, at least. He is a little different. I will give him that. Like he is a little different. He's not just the you know the charming badass like he normally is. There's a little bit yeah. of that, but for the most part, he's not that. So it was nice, like. Seeing him try to play someone a little different. Props to him for that. But there yeah, a lot, Like I said, there's a lot of rockisms, though, in this movie. But yeah, final final thoughts before we get into spoilers. The Rock did great as Black Adam. I really like the character of Black Adam. He's handled pretty well, well for the most part. I didn't like the character of Black Adam because of the fact that they don't really make him an anti-hero. Um, I mean, they kind of do. We'll, we'll get into more of that in the spoilers so we don't um, risk talking about anything. I, I mean, The Rock did good as Black Adam. I really like what they did. I, yeah. game, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, JSA was was pretty cool. I like the JSA did a yeah. good job with them. Uh, uh, all, all the Doctor Fate sequences are really cool. Yeah, I will Fate's say that. Really the, cool. the, the Doctor Fate sequences are really cool. Everyone's just gonna call him a Doctor Strange ripoff, even uh, though he came first. Yeah, yeah. But um, Hawk, <laughs> Hawkman's cooler than I, I thought it would be. Um, they don't do enough with like the culture of the place to like really get conduct. you to care that much about conduct. And then the the group of people that like rule over the place, the bad guys of the film, are just the most generic bad guys you could have. And those, it's really those guys like, are actually uh, generally Superman villains. It's really kind of dumb. Um, yeah, and also, oh, oh, the first fifteen minutes of this movie are not good. Oh, the first fifteen minutes suck ass. Yeah. Oh, they're not. They are not good. And it's there's this kid yeah. narrating that's a terrible actor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the way he ran I, was funny too. <laughs> kind of a mixed bag. It is. It's a. It's a mixed bag. I. It's fun, but it's like a mess. That's what I. That's how I just I say. Needed, it. I. I guess I'll say what I wanted. What I needed in a Black Adam movie to make me like it more. Um. It's also really stupid that Shazam's not in the movie. Like. Oh yeah. But that's the thing. I saw yeah. some people being like, "Man, The Rock was right. He shouldn't have been introducing Shazam. He needed his own movie." It's like, no, he could have oh. been introducing Shazam. But that would have made that first movie way better instead of Sylvana. Because in yeah. in that movie, that movie's based off the New Fifty Two, uh, origin. And in the New Fifty Two Origin, it's Doctor Sylvana who who uh, brings Black Adam back. He's the one who utters the word Shazam over his tomb to bring uh, him back. Um, and so it's both of them as well. But in the in Shazam, they just cut out Black Adam, just made Doctor Sylvana play both of their parts essentially. Um, so yeah, that would have been way better. Also, the uh, the Seven Deadly Sins form to like form the guy that's the villain at the end of this movie. So they <laughs> yeah the yeah he he's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler that big like demon guy. Um, he's in the trailer for Black Adam. I don't, Sabak or whatever his name is, really, really not a good villain. Yeah, so. no, horrible. Um, but yeah, overall, again, I, I gave it a 6 out of 10. If you're bored and you want a movie to go see, it's a fun enough time, but it's nothing interesting, it's nothing great. Uh, yeah, so now we're gonna get into spoilers. Spoiler warning, if you have not seen Black Adam, here's your warning, if you care about spoilers, leave now, but if you don't care about spoilers, welcome and listen to the spoilers. So, let's just get straight to the post credit scene. Superman yeah. shows up. Henry Cavill is back, thank yeah. God, and the, uh, the reports are that they refu- they filmed this within, like, the past two months. So, he was not in the movie for the longest time, and they finally got in him, the, got him in. The Rock also said that, like, they fought the previous regime, and they did not want Henry Cavill in it, and then they got kicked out, and, like, you know, Discovery and everything came in, and they're like, yeah, cool, we're down for Henry Cavill to be in, we want Superman back. And The Rock was really happy about it. It was The Rock and his ex-wife, who is his manager and Henry Cavill's manager, that really fought for it, thank God. Um, so, he comes in because... 
the JSA try to take out Black Adam in the movie and can't because they're just not powerful enough. And then in the end, uh, Amanda Waller's like, hey, if you step foot out, like, conduct's yours, that's fine. But if you step foot outside your, of conduct. Conduct is your prison now is what she tells yeah, them, right? you. Yeah, if you step foot out of conduct, you know, you're going to get messed up. And she's he's like, you have no one that can stop me. No one on this earth can stop me. She's like, I have friends from out of this earth. And then she calls in a favor. She says she can call in a favor. She calls in Superman. Now... It's weird that Amanda Waller could call in a favor for Superman. I have no clue how she has a favor to call in for Superman. I don't know what she did for him. That's kind of weird. I don't understand that. Well, is, it, is it in this universe that he got shot with a bullet too, right, by what's-his-name? So maybe she yes. did something to save him, which is dumb. But Maybe. Who knows? Um, yeah, that maybe she did something there. I have no clue. Uh, but, yeah, either way, she's able to call in a Superman. But then also that begs the question is why didn't she just call in Superman from the beginning? Why did she call the JSA? That doesn't really make much sense. Like, you know they're not going to be able to do anything. And then it's also the whole thing of, like, why didn't Superman help the people of Kondok? Like, if he's there now, it's kind of weird. But in the comics, there's always, like, things with that, with Superman helping overseas, because if he he's seen as an American hero, and if he does something, then, like, like he'll go help people, and the next day the dictators are like, oh, man, that sucked. Behead everyone. <laughs> like, there's consequences. So Superman, that's why Superman generally doesn't help in, like, war-torn countries, because he, like, has to let them figure things out themselves, because otherwise he plays God and bad things happen. Um, so there's that. But... All of that aside, I was happy to see Henry Cavill back. They have the Christopher Reed theme, which is awesome, but I saw people on Twitter were pissed, the Snyder fans, because like, it's getting up in the Christopher Reed theme. I love the Hans Zimmer theme, but I'm so happy they used the Christopher Reed theme. Nothing can top that. And he has the S curl, thank God. I'm so happy about that, because I hated his hairstyle in Batman v Superman. The slick back, douchebag hairstyle, where he just looked like a prick, I hated that. I'm so happy he has the S curl. Also, the suit's more colorful. He looked amazing. So happy. Also, I like what he said to Black Adam, which is just like, hi, Black He's like, let's talk, Black Adam, or something. No, yeah, he said it's, it's been a while since the people of Earth has been, like, this upset scared, or something. This scared. This scared. Yeah. This scared or this on notice. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, like, he didn't threaten him or anything. He's just like, let's talk. He's like, yeah, I like that. But that that's my problem with Black Adam in this movie. He's only, he only kills bad people, and he starts doing what the JSA want to do. He doesn't kill certain people. He starts like listening to them and making agreements with them. No, he still he still kills everyone he wants to. There's no one that he doesn't want to kill. That he, doesn't, he doesn't kill anyone that's. Uh, who, who good should he have killed? I don't. He could, exactly. He could kill the no JSA one. for invading his invading his country and not doing anything. He had no reason to really kill them. He even said like when he came out because. That's Black Adam only kills people that he sees as bad. Like that's kind of how it is in the Fifty Two comics as well. Because in the that's like all my knowledge of Black Adam and uh, Shazam. By the way, it comes from the Jeff Johns Fifty Two stuff and some of the Rebirth stuff. But anyways, in that series or post Rebirth. But anyways, in that series, when he gets awakened, he goes and he sees that there are people protesting like at this big company and like their CEOs up on like the hundredth floor or whatever in the skyscraper. And he says, oh, 5,000 years later and there's still pharaohs ruling over. And he goes and he takes the CEO and he throws them out the building. And he says, you are free now, slaves. And they all like peace out and are so scared. Cause he's like, why are they all scared? And Savannah's like, yeah, you might need to chill. <laughs> Because he literally just killed the CEO. Because <laughs> he saw him as, like, the pharaohs of his day. Um, but, yeah, that's how Black Adam is. If he deems you as, like, evil, he will kill you. And that's how um, Billy Batson kind of tests him at the end, too. Because Billy Batson calls him a bully, not a hero. He's like, I am a hero. Because he saw himself as, like, freeing the slaves and everything of his day. And, like, being their hero. You want to so, talk about that? You want to talk about the beginning of this movie? 
Just yeah, the... the beginning is horrible. Oh. It is very funny though because they they CGI they do kind of like what they did with um with Steve Rogers and Captain America before he gets big and buff, you know, with the Super Soldier Serum. They put the Rock's body on a skinnier guy. Um, and it's funny because there are some close-ups where they still use the Rock, and you see his traps are up to his ears, and it's like, oh, well, they're not using the body double right now. <laughs> it's like, you can tell a big difference. But it starts with this really dumb thing where, like, they're mining for this this one mineral that's only found in conduct to make uh, the crown, crown that the... can do demons And this or old whatever. guy finds it, and they're like, all the other people are trying to take it from him, but this kid stops him, and all these people listen to this 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, and then the freaking, the stupidest, like, triangle he makes with his hands that unites oh the people. I, that They never gave a reason for that or why anyone cared about that. Uh, if I saw some dumbass kid doing that, I don't think I'd be like, oh, yes, we are united with this triangle we make with our hands. I think they tried to do, like, a Wakanda Forever thing. They're like, this will be our Wakanda Forever, you know, make the X on your chest. But no, yeah. no, like, this, they didn't give any meaning behind it. No one cares. Like, it yeah. was, yeah. And then they, uh, and then we find out, like, that's the other thing. Like, you think it's the kid that's Black Adam, but you find out it's actually his dad. Because the kid was Black Adam, but he gave his power to his dad so his dad could, like, live. Yeah, so in, the, so in the New 52 origin of that, it's actually Black Adam is his uncle. And the kid, um, hit, hit, the kid, his mom, was Black Adam's sister. That's how, you know, Black Adam's his uncle. And they killed the kid's parents, and they killed Black Adam's kids and his uh, wife. And so, and then they, more Black Adam saves the kid, and then he gets mortally wounded doing so. And the kid gets chosen by Shazam to be his champion. That's another thing also. They, you have, like, um, the wizards at, like, the Rock of Eternity or whatever, and all of them have their champion, but uh, the Wizard of Shazam does not. So it's not like there's all these different wizards that all put their power into him. Like, in the movie, it's just the one Wizard of Shazam. And um, he's like, he, he's like, kid, you are of pure heart or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, can you just please save my uncle? He's like, I can make you both my champions if you say my name. And so they do it. And then they get back. And Black Adam is like, hey, I'm going to kill everyone here. We're going to free everyone. We're going to murder these people. And the kid's like, dude, there's been enough bloodshed. I don't want to do that. We can show them a better way. And so then Black Adam takes his power and kills his nephew. And he kills all the slavers and everyone in Kondok. Uh, to free his people, and then rules over Kondok um, before, like, Shazam imprisons yeah, him. Yeah, this, and this one, he he gets it from his son, and then his son gets immediately murdered by assassins, like, immediately. Um, which makes... That was uh, so funny. Black I Adam. laughed in the theater when the arrow hit his kid. I laughed. Makes, <laughs> uh, makes the new Black Adam really mad, and he goes and, like, kills a bunch of people because he gets, like, in thrall by rage. That's what they put... That's what makes him get... Uh, that's another thing in this that um I don't recall being a part in the comics that I've read is like the angrier he gets, the more uncontrollable his powers are. Like that happens a couple times in this movie where they're like back out of control. Like he gets angry and lightning just starts going everywhere. Maybe that's a part of other black comics. Again, I've only read like the New Fifty Two, and that's pretty much it as far as it goes uh, for Black Adam Shazam. But from what I have read, I haven't ever seen Black Adam be like this out of control guy that just like his powers get out of control and start zapping people like in this movie like hulk or yeah something. the wizards the wizards then put him in a tomb and that's what we find so these the the well inner gang i think that's what they're called yes right? inner gang they again they, they generally operate out of metropolis they're like uh they have a bunch they, of like tech and stuff control conduct but you can get past them with a skateboard yes but uh which the kid has but the the con the inner gang is searching for the crown of sabacc which this one girl, the mom, just knows exactly where it is. 
Yeah. Also, like, the, it was funny because they go... Oh, that's another thing that doesn't make sense. They're like, the wizard buried it so no one could get it. They buried it 10 feet from Kondok where anyone could get it. It's like, why didn't they put it in the Rock of Eternity where no one could get there? Why did they bury it right next to Kondok? That makes no sense. Also, yeah. it has an inscription that says, the crown is here. <laughs> like, they, they go in trying there. to hide it. Why do you say it's there? <laughs> it was really stupid. Yeah, it makes... Like, they're like, like, you wouldn't say it's here, right? Yeah, I don't get why they didn't just hold it in the Rock of Eternity. That made no sense. So, yeah. Um, let's get on to the JSA. I, Dr. Fate was the highlight of this movie. I love Dr. Fate. He freaking dies at the end. I thought it was... Okay, so Dr. Fate's hugely nerfed in this compared to the comics. Like, he is hugely nerfed, but he's still really cool and handled pretty well. He's just not near as powerful. Um, but he has a great ending sequence where, like, the whole movie, he has seen the death of Hawkman, which doesn't really matter because Hawkman gets reincarnated, but still. And that's kind of hinted at because Hawkman, when he tells him, Hawkman's like, yeah, I had a feeling I don't really care. <laughs> um, so I like how they kind of hinted at Hawkman being able to be reincarnated. Uh, but anyways, he had... I like the ending sequence where, like, he sees people dying and he's like, no. Nah, I'm just going to put a wall up here and go take him on myself. And also, he doesn't go out like a bitch. Like, he had... It's a long-ending fight, and he also frees Black Adam. Yeah. Like, that was handled really well. Like, his demise was handled really well. Uh, also, his suit is amazing. Freaking fantastic. Yeah, Dr. Fate's suit is so cool. It also looked so cool. real, but, like, it looked like they actually had a suit Pierce Brosnan is in compared to, like, you know, just CGI. It actually looked yeah. like there was a legit suit, so it looked really cool. Um, yeah, and then he dies, and then Black Adam and the JSA fight, and Hawkman finally gets a moment, which was cool, because Hawkman gets a bitch to the entire movie. Yeah, Hawkman, Hawkman says we just get beat up the whole time. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah, Hawkman's like, you're going down, Black Adam, and then just gets bitched, and it's like, well... Yeah. <laughs> but he has his little moment at the end, which was cool. I, I, I'm glad they gave him a moment, he wasn't just getting beat up the whole time. Um... But uh, I liked, uh, that was actually my favorite fight of the movie was in the apartment, Black Adam versus uh, versus Hawkman, where he's just throwing Hawkman around and then they find the crown. I actually really liked that fight. It was like the least CGI fight. It was very like just wires and them two dudes. I really liked that fight. It was only like a 30 second sequence, but it was it was fun. I liked that. And Black yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, the, so, yeah, Dr. Fate and Hawkman have, like, a lot of stuff to do in the movie, but Adam Smasher and Cyclone don't really do much, and Adam Smasher's just kind of, like, an idiot the whole movie. It just messes up, because it's, like, their first time. And one thing that doesn't make sense is, when Black Adam wakes up and Hawkman's, like, watching it on his TVs, Amanda Waller pops up, and they're like, this is the biggest power threat we've seen in 5,000 years. And she's like, okay, cool, I'll send the... JSA. J JSA, who, yeah. like, no one on this has any power whatsoever we have also the jsa teenagers. also she's like yeah i'll send you but um you also don't even have a team you just put together this team now like it's not like you've yeah, been a team like, that's with like with like yeah. two teenagers yeah and it's like what why are you sending these people why don't you get that have never been in comp before yeah yeah so it doesn't make any sense yeah it at was, all it is weird that waller called them it didn't also like it it just is weird. I don't understand why Waller called that. It, it, there's a lot of stuff that just does not make sense in this movie where it's like, okay, I don't understand that at all, but I guess that's just a thing. And I don't get why Hawkman chose these two to be a part of the JSA. Like, Dr. Fate makes sense, but it's like you got Adam Smasher and a girl that, in Cyclone, a girl that can just, like, the use nanobots to throw things around is like why these two there are so many other heroes i do like the dcu's approach of just being like yeah these people have existed we've never talked about them, but they're just here i like yeah, that yeah. i like not having to like we need an origin for everyone i like just be like yeah it turns out these people are here the whole time i like that like dr fate's been around for a while 
Yeah, yeah, he sees all the futures. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're they're cool, but like I said, two of them don't really do much. The other two are are okay. Um, the 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 girl, the mom, and the kid who oh, this movie horrible. revolves around a lot are so bad. The kid's a bad actor, a really bad actor. Yes. And he skateboards around like the whole movie for some really stupid reason. It feels I don't like know a movie why. like two thousand one with him. In. Yes. <laughs> and the mom is running around with the crown of Sabak and she won't give it to the JSA because she doesn't trust them because they never came to help till now. But it's like, that literally spawns the demons. Do you want to give it to these superheroes or do you want to hold on to it? <laughs> That's another thing. When the army of the de- undead come in, oh my people goodness. with just like pipes. Yeah, they make, the, they make this big deal about the, ar- the little the army of the undead. And they come up and they get beat up by skateboards and wrenches by yeah. normal people. It's like you can't, you can't have the army of the dead get beat up like that. Also, you it's like a dozen like, people. It's not even like a huge force either. It's like it a dozen people so just scraps. Stupid. Yeah, it's like the army of the dead undead sucks. What? Why would you yeah. ever be afraid? Of this? A real army could destroy these guys. You, one like, person with a gun takes them all out. Army of the you, undead sucks. You didn't, you didn't even need that in the film. You could still just go on with the the bad guy, which I, you haven't mentioned yet. He. Is like the was it her brother, the mom's brother? No, or wait, was he cousin? He, was he? He's a brother or cousin. Were yeah, they ever he's related? related to her? Uh, yes, Ishmael. I, I think I so. I don't, I don't remember ever anything not. about them being related. I don't think so. I think he's just their friend that helped them. Maybe he's he's a friend that's related to the first king that wanted to become like this yes. demon. Yeah. So now he becomes it because he just wants to be free, and he gets these worst CGI. He doesn't really show up to the third act of the movie. It feels um, very Wonder Woman esque. How, like, and the villain doesn't his, show up to the third ever. His CGI is pretty bad. He's got a cool fight with Dr. Fate. His fight with with Black Adam actually isn't that cool. No, it's not. Um, And then Hawkman helps. And it's like, well, like, I didn't have Black Adam doing enough, like, I thought of, like, anti-hero stuff where he would just, like... Well, I mean, like, he was he killing kill, all of but the... But if he would kill the JSA, that would have been sick. He, he's not going to kill the JSA. But he, he was killing all of Intergang. Like, it was literally going out of his way to make sure everyone died. There was that one funny bit, too, where he throws the guy up in the air, like, okay, bring him back and break his mind. Black Adam's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> and he just yeah. crunches. I did like that. He just, he literally just mercilessly kills all intricate. But he even said, they did a good job setting that up. When the JSA st- shows up, he's like, you're not the bad guys here. He, like, he even says something along those lines. So, like, it wasn't like, oh, he sees them the same as Intergang and he just didn't kill them for some reason. He, it, it made sense why he didn't kill them. I was fine with that. Um, and then in the end, he decides he's going to be the hero of Conduct. But yeah, they should have added more. Like, the fact that they focused so much on the people of Conduct, but then Conduct still has zero personality was... Yeah, no personality. Yeah, it was hor- poorly handled. Like, compare that to the Batman, where Gotham is essentially a character in that movie. Like, Gotham's yeah. handled really well in the Batman. But in this, Conduct's just, like, generic Middle Eastern country. It's like, they didn't really add any. And they have that stupid statue and all that stuff. And it's just like... But, it, again, like, there's some fun action. There's some good characters. Just the story is stupid. makes no sense. I hate the human characters. The uncle I liked. I'll say I like the uncle. I did yeah, like the, okay. the part where Dr. So, Fate tells him he's going to die with electricity, so that just gives him newfound freedom where he'll do anything uh, as long as it doesn't involve electricity. There's, there's so, Yeah, there's some funny parts of the movie. The last third of the movie is bad, though. Yeah. And the first 15 minutes of the movie is bad. Like, yeah. it's... It's really bad. That's the thing where if it would have focused more on Black Adam and the JSA, it would I they should have yeah. done Black Adam versus the JSA. They didn't need this third that it was kinda like Batman v Superman where like it should have been Batman v Superman. It did you didn't need freaking oh Doomsday comes in at the end and he shoots lasers out of his eyes and then he uh. nukes the It's like no. You don't need that. They don't need that common enemy at the end. You don't need that for Black Adam either. 
Blackout versus JSA, you could have had things worked out. You could have done a million different things. Instead, you're like, oh, no, they need this common enemy to fight at the end. It's like, no, they don't. You do not need Sabak at the end. Like, that, if you would have, fo- if get rid of the humans, get rid of Sabak, and this movie's much more interesting, you could have made it more about the killing versus not killing, and also the people of Kondok themselves in terms of, like, what do they deserve? They need, like, help, but the, they've been neglected by the heroes of this world, but this world has so many heroes. There are interesting discussions to have. Yeah, but none, none of them happen. Instead, yeah. we're, we're going to have a, a kid tell, and that's another thing that makes make him sound very anti-hero. This guy that kills people is going around... And the kid's teaching him how to be a superhero with like, some catchphrase. and Yeah, but he's still killing say. all of those people when he's doing it. Oh, it's just... He, he, is, a, he is an anti-hero. He's not but a he, villain, but he is an but anti-hero. But what reason is there for him to fight Superman or Shazam? It's if he steps, if he steps outside of Kondok. That's why. Uh, or if we'll he starts say. getting super dictatory in Kondok. But he just should throw on this, so we'll see. Oh yeah, he destroys the throne, so who knows what's gonna happen now? And conduct with all the CGI and the evil crown. Yeah. But uh, any final thoughts before we move on? Because we have a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Would you say people should go see this movie? I already said if you were interested in it, go see it because it's it's not a bad time. Um, but it's but if the first you, fifteen minutes is bad. Yeah, but overall, it's not a bad time. I did not regret my time in the theater, but it's nothing amazing. It's not a must see. If you are not interested in it, do not go see it. You don't need to. You do not need to. You can wait. Like there's no. But if you're bored and you're interested, go see it. It's worth it. Go to a matinee. You know, it's it's worth if you if you're yeah. bored. But otherwise, yeah. It's as again, if you are the type of person that like generally enjoys just your average Marvel movie, this is fun. You'll like it. It's, I I I was I went to go, I was gonna go see this movie just so make sure you get Superman gets his massive sequel. Yeah, I agree that that's apparently in the works as well. We just got that, and apparently there's a rumor that they might be trying to um pursue Christopher McQuarrie, which I really hope is true because he already pitched it, and the old regime at WB said no, which is stupid. You have a guy that has a that won an Oscar for best screenplay and also directed one of the best action movies of the past couple decades, and you say no to him, dumbasses. But there's rumors that they might be trying to get him. Uh, I really hope they stay as far away from J.J. Abrams as they can. Do not get that dumbass. Um, but yeah, there's rumors that... And also, I hope they don't bring in Supergirl. Give Let Superman breathe. He needs a proper reintroduction to the universe. Do not crowd his movie with other people. Make it about Superman. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> but it seems like every everyone likes to... Yeah, do not add in Supergirl and, like, uh, don't do that. But, yeah, I think that's about it for Black Adam. Anything else you want to say real quick before we move on? Okay, I'll take that I as you're good. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, now let's talk about uh, Halloween ends. We'll could you? <laughs> I, uh, I think. Yeah, movie. we'll just go into spoilers for Halloween straight off the bat. I don't think there's sucks. anything to say. As as the third in a trilogy, it is horrible. It it's is horrible. so it stupid. Matter, but it's not even the third. No, I think as like a spinoff, regardless. it was interesting. I think if it was like a spinoff, I think it could be interesting. Honestly, like the effect Michael's had on the town, passing the torch, someone kind of getting infected with his evil, a new character. I think honestly, it would have been. It, it was kind of interesting in that aspect. But as a third of this trilogy that's supposed to cap off Michael Myers, uh, Michael Myers and Laurie, horrible, horrible. This movie was bad. This movie like, was bad, especially with. You're selling it in the trailer as Michael Myers. Michael Myers is in this movie for maybe 15 minutes. And he gets bitched maybe by everyone minutes. in this movie. The yeah, cop he... is beating the crap out of him. The Corey takes his mask and beats the crap out of him. Lori 1v1s him and pins him and kills him. The daughter comes in and uh, and breaks his arm. He just gets bitched. 
the entire wow. movie. All he does is kill a nurse and a doctor, and that's like it. Not only that, but they also state that like this is the final thing, and Michael Myers, after he did all that in the second movie, disappears for no reason at the start of this movie. Yeah, it doesn't for make no sense. no reason. Yeah, and he just he disappears. Was, he was, so, to give you my opinion on the Halloween movies, I think the original one from the 70s is great. I love it. I think the first of this trilogy is great. I love it, and I think every single other one sucks. I think every other Halloween movie sucks. I think Halloween, the one prior to this one, was horrible. But oh, in that sad. one, in that one, Michael Myers is at the uh, is at like his most powerful. Like he's just like destroying people in that movie. That movie still sucks, but he's at his most powerful. And then this, he's at his weakest. I don't understand. It was weird. It didn't really make much sense. And well, also, it, make sense. Like, it would make sense if like after the last movie, like he was close to defeat and they kicked his ass. And the last the last movie, he beats everybody's ass and he kills the main character's daughter. Yeah. And then they're like, he just disappear and you're like what yeah why also something that um uh man what was it about to... oh yeah something that does make sense is um these are it's been the same directors and writers for all three movies i think they added a few more for the third one but it's still the same other two writers that are in on it as well but for some reason the first one did handle suspense really well but the the halloween uh kills and halloween ends there's no suspense in like any scene ever it's weird because, like, the first one, I thought handled suspense really well. There are some scenes where you're, like, on the edge of your seat, and you're like, oh, man. But Halloween Kills and Ends had none of that. And it was like, how are you the same director and writers for this movie? When the, How? Um, I will say the op- the opening of this is really good. I like the opening uh, where the where he kills the kid. Because you think Michael Myers is going to come. You don't know what's going on. And then the kid's just a little dickhead, and he gets killed in, like, a very shocking way. I thought the opening was actually – I really liked it. I thought it was handled really well. Um, but other than that, the opening was okay. But that was uh, the fact that this movie focuses on a love story between two characters you don't care about, and then I thought like, Corey was kind of interesting. Not for a movie where it's the final one with Michael Myers. It, it was too, again, like I said, as a spinoff, this would have been decent. But yeah, as a third one, it was weird that they were just focusing on this guy. It's like, why is he gone? Why is he living in a sewer? And then he doesn't kill anyone. And then like he he needed Lori to die. He gets killed. In such like a stupid way, and it was just not good. It just sucks. I don't yeah. know. How, I don't know how else to, to say it. The last fifteen like, minutes are it. The movie like watching, acts like, like oh. Michael Myers doesn't exist, and then the last fifteen minutes they're like, oh, we have to do the uh, whole the whole marketing of this movie is going to be Laurie versus Michael final showdown. We have to throw him in there. So then they and did. They, Michael is so dumb when he fights Laurie. It's so annoying. Oh yeah, it's He's so. I, see, that's the thing. I. In the original, he's a dumbass. When he fights Laurie, he, like, misses and forgets how to stab. It's really stupid. I love that movie, but that ending part is really dumb. Um, and then this movie, he's a dumbass when he goes against her. The only one where it was actually handled well was the first of this trilogy. Because in that, Michael's just been sitting in an insane asylum for decades, like, just doing his thing, just kind of waiting for his opportunity. Laurie has been preparing, thinking every single second, every single day of when Michael shows up and what she's going to do and all the traps she has set. And she's been training and she is, like, she's raring to go. And so when that final sequence happens, it's done really well and it makes sense what happens in the in the first of this new trilogy, in the 2018 Halloween movie. And this one she's like back to being whatever and like she hasn't been like on her toes about michael she's kind of let everything go but then she just beats his ass and it's like what i don't understand it's really it's really weird. soundtrack's really good though still i'll say that john carpenter and his son still do a great job with the soundtrack i just don't, i don't understand this movie i understand what people thought like this was a good ending to the movie um yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, our good ending of the trilogy, I guess I should say. It, it's a horrible ending of the trilogy. 
and it's not satisfying. He, the greatest thing I can say about this movie is if if you can just get rid of the last twenty minutes and pretend this is like not the pretend this is a reboot, not the first, the last of the trilogy, then in, to me it's a decent movie. But as the third movie in this new trilogy that's supposed to be all about Laurie and Michael Myers, it is really bad. Yeah, it's uh, Michael Myers. Doesn't do anything. He gets killed by Laurie in a not very suspenseful fight. The rest of the movie is a movie. There's some interesting kills, but again, it's not Michael there Myers. Are, not here gonna there are some interesting kills. I, I like the uh, DJ kill where he kill freaking slams his and head it's in. Like, and, uh, it's like again, like trying to like show freaks and how society handles people. Because the last movie was about like mob. The last I mean, one was stupid. The mob mentality, but I did like seeing like the effect Michael and his evil has had on the town and stuff, and like how it corrupted this poor kid that just had one bad thing. I I, I thought that was interesting. I did like that, but again, it's weird to focus on that in the third of this trilogy. Oh, it also has a group of teenagers that are just like so unbelievably the the main actor of the teenager is horrible. That kid is evil. bad. It's like what is going on? The one chick, the one girl was good, and then he she gets run over and her head stomped. So, yeah, but the other four like. It's so painfully obvious to make these kids so evil that you know this guy's going to kill them. And also, this one kid is just walking around with drumsticks the whole time, and you're like, yeah, well, you know what's going to happen to him. Poor Corey never got to drink his chocolate milk, though. No, that was rough. That was, that was tough. He tried to get his chocolate milk in the beginning and ended up killing a child. And then he tried to get his chocolate milk at the freaking gas station and ended up breaking it and getting uh, his hand stitched up. Sad, sad. Uh, but yeah, don't go see Halloween go Ends. See it is really bad. I was very disappointed. I love the 2018 Halloween movie. This one's really bad. Halloween Kills is really bad. But in like five years, they're going to reboot, even though they said this is the last one. Yeah, no. In like five years. Because these, well, like, these movies cost like $2 million okay. to make, and they make like way more than that. They like quadruple at least. They weigh more than quadruple. Like their, their profits is insane because they're so cheap to make. So well, yeah, this one was very cheap to make. You have to pay any of the known actors, and you gotta look. Yeah, that's it. Don't go see this movie. Yeah, don't. Uh, so that's it for Halloween ends. Now we're on to House of the Dragon. We just watched the finale for that. House of the Dragon finale was really good. I really liked the se- the this first season. I was surprised because I hated the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, and I was not hyped for a new Game of Thrones show. I was kind of like disgusted with Game of Thrones at that point. I was like, I used to love this show, and now I do not care. I don't care about some stupid prequel, and now it has me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. I, I love this show. The finale is really good. It's definitely worth watching if you're not watching the it. The show is great. It's probably the best show, I think, on TV right now. I don't watch Succession, so uh, I need to try and watch that again. But I, I loved it. I'm full 18 green. Give me Alicent. Yeah. Let's um, let's let's, uh, let's give a spoiler warning now, just before we get into spoilers. So we oh. Know. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, I don't think that it's gonna be hard to not talk about spoilers with House of the Dragon. So there's your spoiler warning. Anyways, keep going. I need I need Danny to comment somewhere which team he's on because he's gotta be heartbroken having to pick between these two girls. Okay. Uh, I need Danny <laughs> to tell me which team he's on. But team green all the way. Screw it, Rhaenyra and her bastard kids. Uh, we are fully on team green and house high tower uh and my boy Amon and vagar we are fully fully on that team at least i am i'm team green too but we're the only two people on team green all of Twitter that I all see is all on t- Team Rhaenyra loves her and hates how, Team how Green. How can you love Rhaenyra? She is such a spoiled brat. Oh, she and the the thing that gets me the most about her is the fact that she's completely untrue to herself. Because in the beginning, she was all about like she didn't care about this royalty stuff or getting the throne. I she just fly away. And yes, see, she, see the world. She wanted to have adventures, and she's like, I don't care about royalty or ha- pumping out kids. I don't want to do that. 
all she does. Literally the entire second half of the season, she's pregnant with a new child. Every single episode. And she's always getting married to a new dude. She's like, she only cares about the throne and power. And when her dad dies, she only cares about making sure she gets the throne. It's Damon who actually cares about uh, Viserys. And same thing that happens in this episode when she finds out that he's died. Like, because, you know, the previous episode, he's really sick and dying. And she, like, didn't care. And this one, when he dies, Damon is the one who's really upset about his brother dying. And she's kind of like, oh. Oh, but someone else is on the throne. It's like she's just a bitch that cares about power. That's all she cares about. Like she, she, she is, is so only, selfish. She only care about herself. Uh, it's uh, to where Allison believes she is carrying out Viserys' wishes. She completely misinterpreted what he was saying. She was very stupid, but she believes that what he said is that Aegon should be on the throne. So she, yeah. she, at least Al- Allison, generally speaking, most of her motives are like the correct ones. Like she believes she's doing the correct things for the realm and like she's doing things for honor and do like she's had to had sex with this like decrepit, disgusting old man for years <laughs> and she's done it cause that's her duty. You know, she generally for the most part does things for the right reasons to where Rhaenyra is just all about like give me that throne. I Alice deserve all, it. Alice has always been about duty because they showed you earlier this season she gets married to the king because that's what he wants and she's pumping out kids for him and she there's no love in her marriage. It's just all for duty. Well, Mila, but she Renair does love him to... in a no no sexual love. Yeah. But she does love Viserys. It's shown that she does love Viserys. Ca- but uh, uh, Rhaenyra like, goes and has sex with whoever she wants to. She can do whatever she wants because she's all about having fun and doing what she wants. She doesn't care at all. And, she and no consequences for her actions yeah, ever. She, gets, she does whatever she wants and no consequences. That's and, what really pisses off a uh, freaking um, Alicent because Alicent has just been doing everything by the book and what is asked of her to where Rhaenyra is just doing whatever she wants with no consequences. But their kids do not like each other, and Aemon is my boy because Aemon is like Damon 2.0. Yeah. And that's another thing. Anyone that's on Team Black... How can you be on Team Black and justify Damon's actions? Damon's my favorite his, character. I love Damon. Fir- he kills his first wife for no reason. She um, was a bitch. That's what he says, but we yeah. can't say that. I he agree with Damon. She's a bitch. He takes her inheritance. Then he gets married that to was a G move. That was a G-move. Kill her and then take everything she had because you were her husband and you didn't have any yeah. kids. Hell yeah. Then he, gets, then he gets married to another chick, New Bay. She gets... She dies in childbirth. He doesn't love her. He just has kids with her. She gets they uh they have they have children. She dies and because she can't. Pump he out he did kid. love her, but he wasn't like sort of. It wasn't soulmates, but he did love her. You could Damon did love her, but yeah, he wasn't like soulmates. It wasn't like freaking Viserys and his first wife, where he never got over her. Like he loved her. Yeah, and then. They conspire. Rhaenyra conspires to kill her own husband because he just wants to go off and have sex with other dudes and, and not have to worry about his But she doesn't know she set up for him to go out. She didn't set up to kill him. But also, that was one of my favorite characters was her husband. Uh, freaking, what is his name, dude? There's so many Lanar, names. Lanar, Lanar, Lanar. I love Lanar because Rhaenyra Rain- would be doing all these things, plotting to get the throne and going through so much drama. And freaking Lanar would just had done having just sweaty butt sex, having his back blown out. And would just show up and be like, what's up, Rhaenyra? What I miss? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he's the man. Kid. Hell yeah. That dude just got his <laughs> back blown out. Could not care less about the problems and the trials and tribulations of the king. Kingdom. It just shows up like drunk, just 
I love later because he'd just show up like no clue in the world and Rhaenyra would just look at him like you realize you have some duties to withhold you're supposed to be my husband like come on and he just did not care he just needed a new twink like <laughs> I love that about, he only cared about getting his rocks off that's all that's, that's all, that all he cared about. about so much that he gave up his birthright and his dragon and uh and everything like that he's he's living to what Rhaenyra said she would do he, yeah. that's another thing why I like that guy because he is doing, he didn't, he had the birthright. He would have freaking uh, the iron fleet or whatever they're called. They're not the iron fleet. The iron fleet's the, um, freaking the other people. I, yeah. I, he would have that one fleet and he would have the biggest fleet in the kingdom at that time. And also have, uh, what is the name of their place, dude? There's so many things to memorize. Uh, Driftmark? Yes. He would have Driftmark. So he'd be ruler of a Driftmark, which is one of the biggest families, one of the richest families, as well as having the biggest fleet. Like, he would have all that. And also, he would um, be, was it King Consort or something? What's it called? When yeah, he... King Consort. Yeah, he would King be King Consort. Consort as well. But he gave it all up because he loves this one dude and he wants to have fun. Hell yeah. That, I like that dude. He war and fight. And yeah, he wants to have stuff. fun. He was true to himself, unlike Rhaenyra, who was like, nope, I just want power in the throne. Then she breaks my boy Sir Christian Cole's heart because he's like, oh, you wanted this. You've told me this. Let's run away together. She's like... No, I want to be king. She I want to be queen, but you could be my side hoe. Well, she literally says to him something along the lines of, you think I'd give up the throne to just go yeah. eat some fruit with you? Like, she says something along those lines, like, damn, you bitch. You cold-hearted bitch. Yeah, yeah. Stupid she's slut. So now Chris, my boy Chris, Kristen Cole hates her. You're the only one that likes Chris, Sir Kristen Cole. I, I, everyone hates I like Sir Kristen Cole, but everyone hates him on Twitter. Everyone yeah. hates him so much. I don't know how so people much. can hate him and then not hate Damon as well. Damon's my favorite character. I love Damon. Damon's evil. You can say Chris Cole's evil, but so is Damon. Damon's not evil. He murdered his wife for no reason. She was a bitch. She no, deserved it. She shouldn't her. have been talking back like that. <laughs> Talk shit, mean? get hit. He didn't do his It's duty. not my fault she doesn't know how to ride a horse. No. Oh my She didn't God. know how to ride a horse. Oh, he didn't do that. He put her crap. out of her misery. She oh, was paralyzed. What type of quality of life would she have? Oh, they didn't have wheelchairs back then, you I don't think. Know. You know. Yeah, they did. Remember, Homeboy has one. But that's like 200 years later. They can figure out how to make a chair with wheels. Nope. 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 She can't. Literally. Nope. nope. He also. Oh, they also killed my other Homeboy. The, um, Lord Valeris's brother. The one that t tells everyone, that tells the king and everyone that uh, Rhaenyra's kids are bastards. Oh, uh, yeah. They even kills him, even though he's speaking the truth. Cause Damon was a bitch. No, the king. Well, the king was gonna go shank him, dude. Viserys yeah, was upset king. about that. He was doing the king's wishes. He was doing the wishes of his wife, and that guy was only speaking truth. That dude was. That dude had the. He most knew he was gonna die too. That's show. what the actor said too. And the behind it, he's like, he knew he was gonna die, but he wanted to go out speaking the truth. And so yeah, that guy was a G. But hey, man, I Damon. Do love, I do love Aemon. Aemon anytime. Aemon has the most evil face of all time. Oh, he great. does. The actor's great. Also, we saw in the interview they the dude just liked that IRL. Like yeah. in the interviews, he sounds evil. <laughs> Like when they when like when like, Perfect they, like, like when they're toasting, he's like, I want to toast my nephews, my clever, they're bo strong, strong <laughs> boys, and strong is the, who their father is. Yeah. That was another great. That was another great day. Kristen Cole got in uh, to the strong before he dies, where he's like, um, yeah, he's only like, a son would feel, uh, only a father yeah, would feel this like, way, like be this, yeah, yeah, yeah be this involved, has much passion or whatever. Training. He beats up Kristen Cole, who lets him do it. Yeah, and he just uh, laughs. Which is to yeah. say something, because that's the dude that's supposed to be the strongest in the kingdom. So he hits hard, and Sir Christopher Cole is just laughing. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else what else is there. Eamon's good. Aegon's a piece of crap, but like they kind of set him up that way because like he doesn't care because he never won anything. He's going to yeah. be probably a really bad king. He he's a horrible person. He's a rapist. He freaking jerks yeah. off out windows. He has bastards. He also freaking uh, just yeah. watches children fight. Like he's a horrible person. But it was interesting yeah. seeing him like not want to be king and everything, but then the acceptance and love from the people makes him want it now. Because yeah. he hasn't really Although had I want, that. I want my boy to be. I want my boy Aemon to be king. Aemon's the Aemon just killed uh, oh, yeah. Lucerys, which is going to start off the Dance of Dragons now. Yeah. Because now Rhaenyra's <laughs> pissed. Rhaenyra was trying to be peaceful about it, but now she gonna. Yeah. Aemon even really try wasn't trying to kill him. I don't. No, think. he was yelling at his dragon. Also, I think the um the other kid didn't want his dragon to blow fire on him either. He was screaming about, "Hey, listen to me as well." Yeah. So both of them lost control of their dragons, but only one of them lost their lives. Yeah. It was the lead. Dragon ate him. I said it right before it happened. I said, there's always a bigger fish because it reminded me of the freaking Naboo scene. That and then shot it happened. is so cool when Lucerys lands and you and you just see, they just show you the outline of Vagar in the background. You're like, oh. Yeah. That was sick. Oh. That, that whole sequence was great. It was really cool. The whole episode looked really good. Like, it, they had, there was a lot of cool shots, and it looked Take great. Take note, Disney. Yeah. Well, I will say that with the show we're about to talk about, Andor. Andor has looked really good. The All, yeah. all the other Disney Plus shows, like, say, She-Hulk, look horrendous. But Andor actually is filmed really well, and the effects are done well, and it looks good. Um, but that's, like, the only Disney Plus show. But House of the Dragon, yeah, it looked it looked really good. And I can't uh, wait for season it. two in 500 yeah, I, years. In, in two years. I loved it. It was amazing. Um... I like I said, I think Dylan said, I didn't think I was gonna be this caught into uh, House of Dragon. I didn't think it was gonna be that good. Um, but it's been awesome. The acting's been good. The tension they built up's been good. The scheming's been good. Uh, but yeah, I think we're in the very minority in how in Team Green. Um, yeah, everyone hates Team Green. Yeah. Everyone's uh, Team Black. Team Green. Everyone, everyone, Team Black is <laughs> a bunch of Sims for Nier. For I don't know what reason Nier is. Uh, a lying person that only cares about herself and her husband's a piece of crap that kills people. And, and Rainey's murdered hundreds of innocent people to oh, get yeah. out of there. So That's she's what I understand about Rainey. Also, Rainey's is the biggest Rhaenyra simp. Rainey's yeah, freaking so. loves Rhaenyra so much. But Rainey's, it was um, it was hilarious because she's like acting all holier than thou. And then she just kills so many peasants. She like she comes out of the floor of the dragon pit and just like hundreds of people just fall in and die. All for her to have her moment. It's like, What? Why did you just... Also, I don't know how she wasn't crushed under the floor. I don't know how that happened, but she just somehow was fine, so that didn't really make sense. But all those people died, and she didn't care. It's like, yeah, you're not... Maybe it's a good thing you aren't queen. <laughs> um, yeah, she's a piece of... She, she's terrible. And that's another thing, is like... This shows you how dumb Viserys is, because Jaharas, who is the king that made Viserys king... Was but was like the greatest Targaryen king. He said like he was Jaehaerys the Wise. He had like the best rule of Targaryens, and he knew that crowning a woman would not be good for the realm because of how all the other lords would see it. So he made the wise decision. And Viserys, being a dumbass, didn't do that. And I told her about how all this war. Yeah. So because Viserys um, was just because that was the only child he had from his first wife, who he loved so much that like he did anything for her, ignored all her faults, never corrected her, let her do whatever she. Essentially, because yeah. he raised such a spoiled child. That he kind of like ruined it. He was a good guy, but like he was blinded by love. Yeah, good guy, bad king, essentially. And yeah, 
that when his wife died, that was the downfall of everything. That was tough. Um, I really like seeing how much, as much as Damon's just like a dickhead running around, how much he did care for Viserys and like Matt Smith did a really good job portraying that in the show. Like you see how much he cares for him. Like when he fall, when the crown falls off and like he needs help up to his throne, he helps him up there and puts the crown on his head. Like that was really cool. I like that. Or him like by his bedside helping him or how concerned he is in this episode when he finds out Viserys dies and he thinks they killed him. Like he thinks team green killed him. Oh Yeah. Because yeah, Rhaenyra doesn't that. really care about her dad's passing. She's just like, who's on the throne? They put yeah. him on the throne to where Damon uh, is like, how did he die? And Damon all, is like, All very... Rhaenyra cares about is her spoiled brat self and her wanting to be queen because she wants to do whatever she wants yeah. because all she, she can always do birthright. whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. She is the biggest brat and I don't know why people step over. Poor Allison has to do all this other stuff her whole life that she didn't want to do, but she did it because it was her duty. And Rhaenyra gets to do whatever she wants and then she sits there and it's like, oh, no. Oh, little brat i'm so iked oh man yeah but i Go like that seeing damon focus so much on his brother um i thought that was good yeah uh and yeah any any final thoughts before we move on to andor uh we're about like uh oh it's a great show watch the show watch it it was yeah. it's sick uh top three favorite characters are probably Kristen cole uh Eamon and, and damon in no order damon is my number one damon is the f- most fun character in that show yeah, and, and he chokes crap. Rhaenyra in this latest episode, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, now you're like, oh, yeah, I really like Damon because he choked Rhaenyra. Oh, it shows that he's a pretty bad dude still. What do you mean? Rhaenyra deserves it, dude. All oh, Damon does is put a woman in her place, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they I don't get what they're not asking for. <laughs> his first wife was nice, and he just killed her because it's a jerk. No, she's a bitch, dude. She's a bad bitch. T- he also took his, like, 15 or 16-year-old niece to a brothel. Listen. Times and then he were different. Her. Times he married were different. her. Times were different. It's just that's how it was oh in the fantasy world. It's just how things work out. It is better for the realm. Okay. okay. <laughs> and we have a few some everyone simps for a Damon's, like, Damon's always right justified. <laughs> Damon, Dylan just simps for Damon so hard. Damon's the best, best character by far. All right. On to Andor. We'll do quick non spoilers and then we'll get into spoilers. So this is the non spoiler part. Um. The show has been so far moving in three episode arcs, and the first two episodes of each arc is not very good and slow. And then the third episode where the payoffs happen is actually really good. Um, it's acted really well. It's directed really well. It's shot really well. It is the best put together of the Disney Plus shows I've seen. It actually looks like there was time and effort put into it. I'm really happy with that. Some of the themes are interesting. I like Andor himself. My main problem is they really have trouble getting new characters for you to care about new characters. They set them up. They give these characters like some arcs and stuff. And I just do not care. Like it's really like. I really like Andor. I I kind of like um the freaking. What's his name? The dude from Thorn in it. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I yeah. have no idea what his name is. I like him. I like Mon Mothma. But she's also a pre-existing character. But other than that. I don't. I like the hot chick. Because she's hot. But other than that. Yep. As a character. She's whatever. <laughs> but like. Other than that, I don't care. Like, the freaking Corpo guy that goes home to his mom, don't give a crap about him. Every time they switch to him, it's like, I do not care. Yeah, um, I don't know what. They're, they're, trying, they're trying to set him up for something. I don't know yeah. what. They have the whole heist thing where, where he gets with a group of people, and they give you two episodes where it's nothing with them sitting around a fire talking. And it's like, oh, you think you get really acquainted with these characters? Nope, do not care about them. They're all just like, oh, I don't. Tr- I did this, this, and this thing, and I, uh, I don't trust you. And that's all it is. And it's like, yeah, I do not care about these people. So then, when stuff happens in the next episode, it's like, oh, cool, do not care. Yeah, it's like I, I like I, Andor. I don't care about the other characters. I like Andor so far. I don't know if I like it as much as you. 
there has been i mean we've what we're eight or eight episodes in seven I, episodes i in? think we're seven episodes aren't we okay, yeah seven, yeah I don't remember. yeah we're seven because we had the two three episodes arc yeah. and then we had and the start like, of the next there's one there's like always there's like a filler episode and it's like why do we have so many filler episodes i don't understand i, I know why because disney wants to have cheap episodes i can just pump out content because there's the thing that's saying you just need more volume of people watching not quality of it so well, no, that's different uh, than what Disney Plus normally does, because they generally do, like, six-episode seasons with, like, 30-freaking-minute episodes. So this is different. Yeah. That is not a typical Disney thing. Been, some of it's been good. I like the stuff with Andor. I like, I like the politicking in Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, I, like, yeah the, I, I like seeing the uh, the Empire just squabbling amongst themselves. I still stuff. need to see the Empire more scary. I agree. I, I, I need to see them ruling with an iron fist. I need to see them making everyone's life terrible, and I need to see them winning. And we're not. You're never going to see them winning. And You're we never, never see, see that. that in a time where we're supposed to be told the empire is killing everyone and showing why you want rebellion. We just yeah. don't see it. And well, you see stupid. why they want rebellion, but I do agree you don't see them winning. Like you don't see them winning at all. Like they're just always like, oh, the empire lost here again. It's like that's the because Disney Star Wars has always been when it's in the original trilogy era. It's always like, look at how hopeful the rebellion is, and the the Empire's losing again. It's like, like well, why are they losing? The whole thing about them blowing up the Death Star, if they blow up Yavin, the rebellion is over. That's all their resources are on Yavin. Like that's it. And uh, this is like, oh, the rebellion is always winning. So how does it come to that? It's like, in a show set before Rogue One. Like you need to have the Empire being more badass and like and they do a good job of uh, of show yeah not showing the squashing of the but they do a good job of showing how like imperialistic and fascist they are. They do a good job with that. Like when he's on I, the Abu Dhabi planet and he's just walking around and they just freaking accost him and throw him in and like yeah you're gonna go to prison for like six years or whatever and stuff like that. They do a good job of showing how fascist the empire is but they don't do a good job of them snuffing out the empire uh, i mean the rebellion or like winning in certain areas like they don't do a good job of showing that i agree with that but i do disagree that i think they do a good job of showing how fascist they are i i think we need more i think we need more empire being empirey and i don't think we get enough of that i think we've got a decent amount of that it's just yeah we need to see them actually like we need to see andor and company take an l we need to see that. Like I, I w- we need to see like an Empire Strikes Back type deal where it's like, yeah, the Empire get a big dub and the freaking the rebellion just get destroyed. We need to see that because this is that time where that's supposed to happen. Luke is the one that inspires the the rebellion, that inspires them because they're fighting. Everyone's fighting, but not a whole lot, you know, gets successful. And then Luke comes in and inspires them, but. And here it's like they don't really need inspiration because there's just like in Rebels they're always winning and this they're winning. It's like they're just constantly winning. It's like we could use that. But um, I, I do like what we're seeing with Andor. We're getting an interesting backstory with him, what happened. And we're getting uh, – it's interesting to see his like his journey to more caring about the Rebellion because he doesn't really care about it. He's more for himself and learning things. I, I, I think that stuff's interesting. And I, I like Andor. It's good. Um, anything you want to say before we go more into spoilers? Uh, I think yeah. I joined the politics on Israel uh, on Israel. Coruscant. Yeah, I, was Israel. I don't know why I said Israel. <laughs> yes, the politics on Israel is really good. On, man. on Coruscant, um, yeah. Some of the people are trying to care about. I don't really care about. And then whenever like you just you see every time we see a rebellion mission, they always win the mission. It's like ah, oh. like it's 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 just annoying because it's like if every time they plan a mission, they win. Like there's no suspense if the, if they're gonna do it this time. Like we need to see the rebellion fail, and they're just not. 
So it's like, why are you scared of the Empire? You can hit them whenever you want, it seems like. Well, yeah, you take some casualties, but in the end, like, it works well for the Empire. I mean, for the Rebellion. Like the Obi-Wan show with their... That all the stormtroopers are in that corridor and they only kill one person. Yeah, that was, that was sad. But this this show definitely does feel well put together. Like, there was effort put in here, so I'm happy about that. But I guess let's get into spoilers now. Um, what is been it? We kind of covered most stuff. I'm trying to think what is there yeah, to talk about. There's not spoilers. Yeah. There's not much uh, to really spoil with the show. No, there hasn't been, there hasn't been that much. The only thing I really issue with is, like, I didn't really care for, like, the stupid, uh, like, quasi- Empire that that not the Empire Corpo like you said the, well, the I, one guy yeah him. The cor- I like that because um the Empire like is supposed to be like they the the stormtrooper stuff are supposed to be like even though they're not they're supposed to be elite and they like answer directly to like the Emperor like the stormtroopers are supposed to be elite and not just spread out everywhere like they're supposed to be more like elite type dudes and um like they come in when things get serious they're not supposed to be like oh they're just on this random planet where nothing's going on they're just there they're not really supposed to be like that they're supposed to be at more important places for the emperor cuz they are elite even though you know they suck and are the worst um that's so i was fine with that um now the now the storyline involving the one dude going home with his mom i could not care less about but i'm fine with having like corpos and stuff it makes sense it's kind of like you know the Secret Service and CIA aren't everywhere. You know, you have, like, sheriff's offices and stuff that deal with things. And then when things get bigger, you know, federal, you get, like, the FBI and all that stuff. So I, I understand that. Like, I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with Stormtroopers not just being absolutely everywhere doing everything. Um, so that that didn't bother me at all. Uh, but the, my main problem is, like, the third episode, like, the third episode and sixth episode are really good. The first two episodes are all right. You understand the kind of world-building stuff. They're all right. They're not bad. Third episode's really good. Fourth and fifth episode, I did not like. I was it, it. They were trying to build up the characters. I get what they're trying to do, but the execution of it was bad. It's literally just people sitting around like a fire, going, "I am from this place and did this thing, and I don't trust you. I am from this place and did this thing, and I don't trust you." They're trying to build them up because a bunch of them die, and then it, like all of them die except for one in uh, episode six. So you're trying to build them up. They just failed. Like in the execution, I get what I understand what they're trying to do. Just the execution of it was horrible. Then episode oh, yeah, six the- happens, and I really like episode six. Yeah, like the one thing was really stupid too, where it's like they get to the point where like, okay, we gotta do this op, and they waste a whole episode trying to build up this team. Where you're like, I just want to see the op. I don't really care about this team, and it just feels completely filler. Yeah, it, well, no, it was the, I the, I think what they're trying to do was good, but the execution of it was bad because for the op to happen and for you to care about the stakes that are going on, you have to build up the characters, which is what they tried to do. They just failed. So I get the two episodes trying to build them up. It's just the writing was bad and you didn't care about the characters. That's the problem, not not the intention, the execution. Because otherwise, you go straight into that op and you see everything happen and it's just spectacle and you don't care about the stakes or what's going on. You're like, oh no, I hope nothing happens to this guy. You're just like, well, I know nothing about him, I don't care. Instead, you're like, I know things about him and it was handled poorly and I don't care. <laughs> so that's more of like my opinion on that. Um, and then episode 7, after the thing happens... Uh, Andor goes to his mom and is like, hey, come with me. And she's like, no. Yeah, the surrogate mom. Which I like her. She's one of the new characters I like. I like her. She's handled well. little droid that he won't take with him. She's seen a lot. And she's fed up with the Empire. She's like, everywhere we go, they're just getting. They have. Their outreach is too far. She's like, I'm going to choose to fight for my home and where my husband died. Um, That was also handled well, I thought. The. Where, like. I thought. I liked episode seven as well. I should say that. I liked. Episode three, episode six, and episode seven to me have been the highlights of the show so far. Um. 
and I liked seeing that, like seeing what his surrogate father getting hanged and it was like so brutal. What happened is like, damn. And having to live with that, her, her not being able to walk through that part of town because she thinks about her husband hanging up there. Like, damn, that is rough. Yeah. You want to talk about things the empire have done to people like that is tough. Having to take a whole, like having to take an extra hour to get around town because you can't go through the part where the love of your life got hung. That's some tough stuff that you generally don't see in Star Wars. I like that. That's another thing I'll compliment this show on is I like that it doesn't feel like a big overarching story of Star Wars. Man, what Andor's doing here is affecting the entire universe. It's like, no, it's more of this pocket of the universe and it's affecting these immediate characters. I like that's just a story taking place within the universe, not a story that affects the whole universe. I like that because we have too much of that in Star Wars. We're like, everything's so big, like in Rebels with Ezra and it's like, oh, look what time travel. It's like, no. So I I like that Andor is much more small scale. And also, like I said before, um, the effects are really good and it doesn't, it doesn't look like it, like Obi-Wan, a lot of it was like, oh, you're just filming that on the volume that is so easy to tell. This looks like some stuff was shot on location. It like looks really well done. Yeah, I agree with that. This looks much better, well done, and like, yeah, stuff is stuff is shot there, and um, there's more care put into it. Yeah, but so. um, yeah, we're seven episodes in of a twelve episode season. We'll cover Andor going forward. I don't know if we'll do an episode for each week that an episode comes out. I don't know. We'll see, but we will be covering more of Andor because I'm liking it so far. It's good and it has promise. I'm not gargling. It's nuts. Like I see a lot of people. A lot of people absolutely love the show and act like it's the best Star Wars thing of all time. I see a lot of people saying that. I saw someone saying that it's the best Star Wars thing since Empire, and I'm like, I, mm, pump the brakes on that. It's good, yeah. but I would not say that. I, I think people are going overboard with how much they like the show. I think it's good, but I don't think it's. It's one of those things, yeah, where you've been starved for good Star Wars content for so long that you get a crumb of something good, and you're like, it's the best ever. I think that's what... We we all remember what happened with Boba Fett, so... I mean, that's uh, completely different than this. Boba Fett was never good. No, I'm just saying, like, like that's why people are overrating this, I think, because they're like... Because of how bad, yeah. Yeah, how bad Boba Fett was. So when he half decent Star Wars content, they're like, yes, so good. Yeah, so. but but this is good, and it's definitely worth watching if you have not checked it out. It's it's good. It's really worth it's worth watching. It's the, I'd say, man, I think I like it better than Mandalorian probably, because Mandalorian was so like all over the place as well. This I will say when it's bad, it's more boring bad and less egregious bad. When Mandalorian's yeah, bad, it's egregious bad. Like Mandalorian when it's bad, it's like what the hell are you doing? When this is bad, it's like oh, this is boring. Like, this isn't, like, egregious, like, this is offending me as a fan of Star Wars bad. To where Mandalorian, well, I like Mandalorian, but when it's bad, it's like, what, why? What are you doing that for? So, I, I will say that. Um, so, I think I, I think this is probably the best uh, Disney Star Wars thing since Rogue One, I'll say. Probably, which is funny, because it's a Rogue One character. Um, Diego Luna looks weird without a beard, very baby-faced. That took some getting used to. He shaves his beard for episodes like uh, 3, 4, or, uh, three, four five, and 6 or whatever. Yeah, but without the beard, it threw me off. It's like, man, he looks so baby-faced. I'm so used to seeing him with a beard. But yeah, uh, overall, I really enjoy it, and I recommend checking it out. Uh, anything you want to say before we end the episode? This is a long one. Uh, no, I would say watch House of Dragon uh, first. Watch Andor. Don't uh, maybe go see Black Adam, but do not, do not, do not see Halloween ends. Yeah, do not see that movie. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. This is a long one. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you later. See ya. Bye.